0: I have an emotional relationship with food. I don't know.
1: Welcome to the Living Wild podcast. You're here to talk about real foods, real ingredients, and you're going to talk about it with real people. Your hosts Marcy and Jamie, take it away. I mean, Brent and Jamie, take it away.
0: Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Living Wild podcast. I am your host, Jamie. I have the pleasure of being with Brent today in replace of Marcy.
1: Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: <laughs> I am the co host to the podcast, and I work alongside my brother, Colin, and help manage all things social, marketing, content, and wild relationships. My background is in figure skating with 20 years of experience, health and wellness is my number one priority in this life and I hope to share my journey with you all but also to shed light on all of the wrong things in the food industry. If you guys need to reach out to us please email info at wildfoods.co At Wild Foods, we believe our food system is broken, that the majority of nutrition advice is irresponsibly wrong, and that far too many people are living in a sickness as a result of poor and confused lifestyle choices. We specialize in real foods from small producers around the world, and we are very passionate about ingredients and their story. Real food is medicine.
1: Real food is medicine, right there. If we release the video, you can see that I just put real food is medicine in front of the camera. (laughs)
0: Stickers, guys, are stickers. (laughs) There's stickers
1: on the microphones that say real food is medicine.
0: Just a little reminder for all of us.
1: Yep. It's it's great. All the podcasts have that just sitting there in the video. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Since I'm here, I want to give a little recap of what we had on the show. I wasn't on any of these shows other than being the voice in the intro, but we did an episode with Crosby. Crosby was on. What did you guys talk about on that episode? Was that motherhood and that kind of thing? or?
0: Oh, yeah. Crosby Stevens is just an incredible mother who prioritizes holistic living. And she cooks all of her meals for her two baby girls, one on the way. And for her husband, she's just very much... All about the clean lifestyle, clean living in every way. She does a really wonderful job of sharing that on social media, on her Instagram and her
1: blog and all of that good stuff. Yeah, and she, she works with us in some way, right? She's like she's one of our ambassadors. Yes, yeah, that's she right.
0: uses our some of our ingredients every single day. She uses them for her children, for her whole family. She's just a wonderful soul out there. Really it, making a difference.
1: I haven't even listened to that episode. I feel bad. You know, I was like, oh man, I knew we had Crosby yeah, on. Yeah, it
0: gets, it gets a little sappy. Wow. Yeah, we got into it and really, really good stuff. So you have to listen. And everyone out there, if you haven't, especially mothers, please do yourself a favor and listen to that episode.
1: And the one before that, we talked with Christina Rice, uh, Yes, who you ended Incredible. up being friends with. So let me tell you my story about the Christina Rice episode. So we had her here, we met her at Paleo FX. She came to the studio. We had our longest interview to date. The conversation was flowing. We had to cut it off basically. We could have kept going for another two hours. At the end of it, you guys ended up being best friends, going and eating together. That and was that was so the start cool. of a nice relationship there. If you want to see Jamie become friends with somebody live on the air, that is the episode before Crosby And Science also School.
0: exchange really incredible ideas surrounding health and wellness.
1: <laughs> yes. That was, that was, I'm just remembering my experience there. I was like, well, I'm watching this yeah. budding relationship form right here. This is I amazing. love it. <laughs> all right. All right. We said Marcy was injured. We were serious. She hurt her ankle yeah, and could not come up to the it. studio. So I came in to sub in and I figured we would talk about intermittent fasting because I'm doing it. I knew enough about it to talk about it, which is not it's few and far between with some of the topics. I feel like today is going to be the the good yeah, intermittent fasting and, show. And
0: I also do it regularly. So I think it's a really important topic. And I think it is ancestrally appropriate to encourage other humans to do it.
1: I agree. I'm yeah. down 35 pounds so far on wow. intermittent fasting. And that's with barely even looking at my cal- caloric intake or yeah, macros or that's anything. That's incredible. It's been since I moved to Austin. I've been kind of upset that I couldn't fast in the last, say, 11 oh, days. Oh, yes. I had to take antibiotics because I got no surgery and they needed to make sure I didn't get Infection.
0: It's those damn allergies in Austin, I tell you.
1: Yeah. Well, they said it was because of the dry weather. I basically yeah. I got these massive nosebleeds. I lost so much blood and nosebleed that they considered giving me a transfusion. Oh my god! It was insane. But they had me on antibiotics, and you, I tried, I tried to stay fasted with the antibiotics in the beginning, and I got sick. So you have to take them with food when you take them. So it's unfortunate. I don't know if it actually did prevent me from getting a an infection, but I figured it better safe than sorry. Anyway, so I wasn't able to fast. It was kind of bad, but I'm back on. Back on for my first Back day. Back in action. We're doing 24 hours, so.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Great way to begin.
1: Fasting. I'm going to give us the quick overview of fasting. Okay. Since we're here, we're talking about it. It's basically what happens when your body is hungry. You would think, and you've been told before, like, if you eat too little, your body goes into starvation, right? And then you mm-hmm. stop burning calories, which is true, but that's if you eat like 400 calories in a day spread out over the course of the day. Yeah. Your body will be like, Okay. Well, I'm going into hibernation. I'm slowing down your metabolism. Something's wrong here. But if you're not eating, your body considers that normal. And it's because food ancestrally wasn't readily available. So what it does is it actually basically supercharges you and says, hey, it's time to go get some food. I'm going to release some extra fuel for you. I'm going to start burning your fat. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a boost to go out there, find food, find a way to eat. There's a lot of scientific reasons behind that, but that's the the quick, explain like I'm five, story behind why fasting has benefits. And it only mm-hmm. starts to kick in once your body starts to think that it's hungry. That happens after about 16 hours. That's why that's the minimum that anybody recommends you do intermittent fasting on. And that's when your metabolism increases and all that stuff. So we're gonna go into all the specifics mm-hmm. as to why that works. But if you wanted to just hear the elevator pitch, that's it. It's kind of a long elevator ride.
0: I like it. It's interesting that the concept of fasting is typically... So, almost shocking to a lot of people. And a lot of people have this negative connotation towards it, which again seems shocking to me because in nature, there is no question whether we fast. We're just there and we are in our natural environment, and fasting is just part of life. Food but, just
1: isn't that readily available right, if you're a hunter gatherer.
0: These are just facts. I mean, we don't really have a choice in nature. Whereas today we have refrigerators and we have access to all of these restaurants and snack foods. And it's just so crazy that we're flooded with options to eat all day, every day. And we wonder why we feel like shit.
1: Yep. I've said this before. I think there's going to be a time 10 generations from now where humans are adapted to that in some way. Absolutely. Where it's going to be fine to just eat whatever you want, like out of the refrigerator. But that day is not today. We are not that many generations Mm -hmm. removed from actual scarcity of food, we're only like a generation and a half into the processed food industry. So if that, depending on what you consider a generation, there's plenty of people alive who probably didn't even have to deal with that for those reasons that intermittent fasting can end up having a really good lasting health benefit and effect. And we're going to kind of go into the actual theory behind Mm -hmm. it. Four specific categories that we're going to talk about here. When we talk about the Actually, I'm sorry, three specific categories that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. We're going to talk about the fed versus fasted state. We're going to talk about the insulin resistance and what that means. And we're going to talk about fat adaption, which is something that you may have heard when people talk about keto or something like mm-hmm. that. It's not strictly keto. It's not only that. The fed and fasted state is basically when you're fasted, your insulin is going to be low because your insulin's the hormone that's produced when you're burning through the, the glucose that you're making, right? You're going to end up producing what's called glucagon, and that hormone will be elevated as a result of the insulin being low. They kind of are polar opposites. When one goes up, the other mm-hmm. one goes down. And glucagon is what you want, and insulin is what is going to cause you to just basically digest your last meal or use the last meal as your fuel. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to try to use the carbs, all the glucose from that meal, but carbs are packed with it. That's what it's going to use. In your fed state, your insulin's high, And it prevents you from fat burning because the insulin is going to use a different type of energy. If you burn your fat when you're in the fasted state more quickly than you burn it when you're out. And that's because of the energy sources that are being used. And you store your fat when you're in the fed state. So it's your body's almost like we're storing that for later. You're eating now. It's fine. We know at some point we're going to need this. So we're just going to put that in your stomach. Yeah. And let it hang out there. That's pretty much like fed versus fasted. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can feel it when you are in those states. Oh,
0: 100%. I have an emotional relationship with food. I don't know.
1: I I think
0: uh, most modern humans do. I always know when I should be eating versus do I need to be eating. Right. Or I'm always eating and I don't need to be but I'm so conditioned to just go for it. Eat at a certain time, eat because society tells me to. Oftentimes I shouldn't even be eating. I'm so addicted, I'm so emotionally connected to food that it's really hard to remember that I need to give my body a break. Every time I do fast or I do go longer periods of time without food, I feel so good. Yeah, it's an irreplaceable feeling. I mean, it's priceless. You know how good you feel when you do it. I've never heard a person say like, I feel like shit when I just give my body a break. (laughs) I hear people say I'm so hungry. I hear people say that. But are you are you feeling the other benefits that are there?
1: You're not like lethargic or anything. So that's the that's the key there. And also, you mentioned that you're going to eat a lot of times when you're not supposed to. The social aspect of eating is really what gets me a lot of times. You wake up and you've got friends who have a massively quick metabolism, like people like Daryl Fish. Yeah. (laughs) He can eat literally 7,000 calories a day and not gain a pound. I don't know how he does it, but he wakes up and he's like, hey, let's go get some food. Yeah, I can't. And it feels social to be like, all right, yeah, I'll go Uh with you. Like, let's go get get breakfast. It's great. Or let's do lunch. How many meetings get done over lunch? People are starting to do let's go get coffee which is nice. You can go get black coffee and you can still be fine. But the let's do lunch is still such a thing that happens. Right. Anyway, we're going to insulin resistance now. So insulin resistance is what it actually sounds opposite of what it is. So insulin resistance is basically why we're so mismatched to our environment and the normal what's called a sad way of eating the standard Standard American American diet. diet, I thought that was kind of hilarious. I heard people saying it and I I knew what it meant. But I didn't know what the acronym was, so but I got it. So it basically is set to keep us in that Fed state. The way people eat in the standard American diet is you wake up, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm -hmm. Corporate profit. Gotta make sure you eat your lunch and then you make make sure you eat your dinner and then you get a little extra <laughs> snack in there. I can't. So, so that's kind of, we're conditioned to do that, right? Like we're conditioned to be part of that snacking culture oh, and yeah. you're always eating little stuff over the course of the day. So that builds up the insulin resistance in your body. It means that your body produces more insulin when you eat. So if you're constantly snacking, you're constantly eating Gummy bears or whatever, you're actually producing more of the insulin, which is we've already went over, is bad for you. Basically, that leads to uh, metabolic syndrome, which encompasses like obesity and all that kind of thing, and it is the precursor to type two diabetes, which is the next step. You've heard insulin. Most people, when they hear insulin, they've only heard it referred to as part of a diabetic situation, rather Mm -hmm. than part of their everyday lives so again if you're seeing the video you're going to see me you're going to see like why is this fat guy talking about <laughs> talking about this stuff but i i'm you, living it i'm going through ha- it yeah
0: and you have a lot of knowledge on this actually so yes do as i say not as i do there is a reason and you're trying to undo the conditioning yep that you lived through your whole life it's we super all hard are. it is truly the hardest thing there is to do as a modern human how do you undo 30 years of conditioning poor habits addiction Training yeah.
1: in the food pyramid while you're yeah. at school. Oh, all everything. of these things. We actually just had a discussion on the Ancestral Mind podcast where mm-hmm. we were talking about is it okay to teach a vegan diet if kids are seven years old and the oh teacher is gosh. vegan? And and I was like, Oof. I don't know, I don't mind. You know, I, I wouldn't scary. do it, but at the same time they're teaching the food pyramid instead. So is it better in the food pyramid? I don't know. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's a it's good weird. point.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if vegan means it's a quote unquote real food diet, yeah. then most likely it's better. Yeah. But it's still a scary position.
1: There's no good answer to that question, no. I think. I, I think the, the number one answer is stop teaching the food pyramid and start teaching mm-hmm. about hormone responses to food and why eating certain foods might be bad for certain people. Yeah. And, and just it. start
0: teaching to eat real food. Yeah. <laughs> Cook your food. Real food and cooking. That's what they need to know. They don't need to know anything else.
1: <laughs> I wish there was a cooking class when I was in yeah. like, school. If I had been taught to cook how to do it from a young age, maybe I would do it today.
0: Yeah. I was in home ec and we learned how to bake, but I don't really recall cooking. Big yeah, yeah.
1: difference, right? Oh, we're going to teach you how to make cookies so yeah, you can sell that crazy? them and make money for the
0: school. Yeah. <laughs> as far as insulin res- resistance, though, I think personally I have a major issue with this. For me, it's really hard. To lose weight, I could eat clean, but if I'm having too many sweet potatoes or like too many berries, you know, which I started implementing back into my diet recently or just too many calories in general, I noticed that spike and I retain weight like crazy and water weight. And I think insulin plays a massive role in all of these
1: things. It's a, probably the primary thing, the the primary mm-hmm. role player in all of it. Yeah. So the, the trick is to get around it and go to fat adaption, which is the final stage of this reason why intermittent fasting works. We talk about this with keto and we talk about fat adaption. It's basically meaning your body is burning the fat as energy instead of the carbs or the glucose that it's trying to do Mm -hmm. for fuel. You could exercise a ton. That's one way to get fat adapted. You could exercise so much that you use up all your energy then need to burn your fat.
0: But let's be real.
1: The amount of exercise that you would need to do to do that is Olympic level exercise. So.
0: And there are people who do that. Even if they're not competing in the Olympics, like there are people who train like that. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's overboard. For certain reasons, certain times makes a lot of sense. But otherwise, it's too much and you're literally harming your body in the process.
1: Yeah, you could be. You could be hurting yourself. I mean, yeah. there's tons of, even in CrossFit, which is like one right. of the really good. That's ways kind to of do what it. I'm referring to. <laughs> you can really hurt yourself if you do that, if you overdo it. It was always interesting to me. I was a part of the gym back in Florida that mm-hmm. Colin owned for a period of time. And it was weird to me that throwing up was almost like Gosh. a win. And I don't know if that's still a thing, but I was like, wow, people are hoping for that. That is like the scariest thing to me. I don't want to do that. That's terrible. I feel terrible when something like that happens. Anyway, all you have to do is go on a treadmill and walk for an hour or run for an hour and see how many calories you burn and realize you would have to now do like 10 times that to get to the point that we're talking about here. (sighs)
0: So
1: exercise is great. You need to do it. Like you should be keeping your body in shape
0: every day, guys.
1: But if your goal is fat adapting... Start with the diet. Don't start with the exercise. It's
0: all diet. Just increase your fat. I definitely can feel when I am fat adapted yeah. and I'm in ketosis and my energy is pretty nuts on the regular. Mm-hmm. If y'all follow me on social, on Instagram, on YouTube, you probably can see this crazy energy. And it really is because I'm most of the time fat adapted. Yep. I strive to be in that area as much as possible. And I know there's a lot of debate about this, but... I've spoken to numerous professionals, one being a doctor. I have gotten the green light on it. Yeah. I've read in a lot of different places from a lot of different other high-level experts, doctors and PhDs, who also agree that it is a good state to be in.
1: The the fat adapted. So I don't know if that there's going to be any research that fat adapted is bad. I think what happens there is people think keto ketosis might not general. be the best way to get into mm-hmm. it. So ketosis may, is the fastest way to get fat adapted, basically. And easiest if you think about it as just eliminating certain foods. Right. Mm-hmm. But so people will look at that and say that's unhealthy. Well, Atkins kind of was unhealthy now that we know more. And now that we've done a lot of research on keto. And if you're doing it real and you're checking your macros and you're keeping the cheese and the dairy and all that stuff out of it now you're actually eating like a healthy diet and becoming fat adapted and ending Mm -hmm. up in that spot and
0: i do think that a cyclical keto could be really wonderful for a lot of people i know some women probably or may operate um better doing cyclical keto and cycling these things through i have definitely played around with that so it really just kind of depends. I think around the time of your month, you may, this is up for a debate, you may require more carbs. It's questionable. There's a lot of ideas swirling around in that sphere right now. But I think that the cycling of keto can be very helpful for many people.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of research well. coming out about that too. Intermittent fasting also is a very good complement to keto. So it's not like you have to pick. Intermittent fasting helps you get into ketosis faster because it is aligned with fat adapting. Other than intermittent fasting, the final way to become fat adapted would be to just restrict your calories. So if you are consuming less calories than you're burning, the remaining calories are going to be burned via fat. There's not really any way to do that other than exactly that. Now, calories in, calories out. There are people out there in the fitness world that think that all calories are equal. Yes, I can go to McDonald's and eat two Big Macs every day and lose weight. (laughs) I won't be healthy, but I can do it. And so if your goal is literally just to see that number on the scale go down, you can lose weight by just having a calorie deficit but you're going to lose it faster. You're going to lose it healthier. And you're going to have a higher quality of life. if you Just
0: just do it with real food guys. Like a deficit can be necessary for certain people in certain circumstances. And I have absolutely played with deficits, especially lately because I want to drop a few pounds. There's nothing wrong with that. I have extra weight on my frame and it's not really necessary. It can be challenging. And on some days it's much easier. A lot of it though, is just mental strength. Yeah. I'm always fighting this like urge to eat for no reason.
1: Legitimately. No, you yeah. know how many times I walk by the fridge, open it and just oh, look it's
0: such bullshit. The fridge is like the demon. It's like looking at you and it's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I just open it and close it. And my girlfriend will be like, why did you just open the fridge? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't remember doing it. It just happened. I mean, that's basically the core of intermittent fasting. We're going to actually tell you how to do it. Intermittent fasting. I would say, think of it like exercise for your metabolism.
0: I love that. So some of the specifics on how to do intermittent fasting may involve certain eating windows, such as 16:8, 8 19-5, 20-4, or 23-1. And that means your non-eating window is 16 hours, your eating window is eight, And then for 19 hours, you don't eat. And for five hours, you do. Or if you want to do the one meal a day, which we know Logan has been doing that lately. And he does basically the 23 one. So 23 off eating and one eating.
1: I've tried that. It's tough.
0: It's tough. I've done it a couple times. I can't say I'm absolutely perfect with it. I definitely don't do food, but I sometimes have like a little thing in my coffee, a little <laughs> cream here and there. Like I'm not perfect, but those are definitely different options to try with. True intermittent fasting is the sixteen
1: eight. Right, that's the base. That's like the if baseline. you're gonna pick something- And you're going to start and you're going to try it out 16 hours off and keeping your eating to within eight hours is the way to start.
0: Yes. And for everyone, your goal is to have zero calories during your fasting periods. Typically, this means you can have black coffee, tea, water, sparkling water, and that is it. I have a friend, doctor, who said coffee and tea don't apply. So just use to your discretion this advice. Yeah, it's interesting. A true 100% fast, according to my doctor friend, is only water. That's
1: interesting. I I always thought that, yeah, Yeah, he
0: doesn't like coffee,
1: (laughs) coffee and coffee and tea. Now, obviously, coffee has a drug in it. Caffeine Mm -hmm. is one, it works as an appetite suppressant, so it really makes it easier, in my opinion, in, in most oh, cases. Oh, I'm
0: I'm not cutting the coffee out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to, more power to you, because you're just stronger than me. Yeah.
1: That's what that is. But you can't put anything in the coffee Yeah, that's the because goal. that's the trick. It'll engage your insulin response. So I, yeah. my girlfriend one time, she's like, oh, I haven't eaten in 20 hours. I'm like, good. You fast. There you go. I'm like, wait a minute. You had a coffee. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah, but I didn't eat. I'm like, you put sugar and you put creamer in Cream, there. yeah. You had like 200 calories in that coffee. So, you know, there's there's research that says it looks like if you stay under like 50 calories yeah. during that period, you may still be in the fastest state. I don't take the chance. I just keep it. I, all I've ever drank is black coffee, so I don't need yeah. anything extra in there. And same I need thing. to get on the black coffee level. I didn't start drinking coffee until two years ago. That's so funny. So when I came at it from a very specific angle of... I'm not going to end up like everybody I see at Starbucks drinking 600 calories at a time. Yeah. I'm going to use this as a tool for caffeine consumption, as a tool for social interaction to replace like breakfast and that kind of thing. And I decided I would only do black coffee. Yeah. So I oh, that's really great. learned to like coffee mm-hmm. black rather than I would like it if rather, I threw some sugar rather in than it first.
0: it's not even coffee anymore at that point. It yeah. is a an elixir beverage of some sort, some <laughs> concoction made up of a lot of ingredients because think of how many ingredients are in the milks and then the sugars and it's just like a deep rabbit hole.
1: Yeah. I've enjoyed some fat coffees. I will have oh, yes. some butter coffees and like especially with products from wild foods. Yeah. Such as the cocoa butter. <laughs> no
0: shame plug.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll put it in there and that'll taste really cool. So, But I only do that inside of a, a fed period, not outside.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. Awesome. Well, back on the how-tos of intermittent fasting, for those who don't know, you definitely need to drink more water than usual during these fasted periods. Mm-hmm. Again, you can shift your window around, but it should always be based on the last time you ate start a timer when you're done eating for the day and you can eat 16 or whatever hours you choose hours from there. Also, fat burning maxes out at around 23 to 24 hours in case you didn't know that part. And it stays there until you break your fast.
1: Yeah. So if you look at the the chart is really cool. And a link to the chart will be in the show notes as well. But you basically get to a point, and it's exponential. Once you hit about 16 hours, you are going through the roof as far as fat burning. Yeah. And then you exponentially get up there until you hit about 24 hours. So that is like the biggest benefit. And once you hit that 24 hours, it Yes, you stay up there and you stay that way until you break. Now, there's going to be a period where after about 48 hours, your body does start to switch off of the fasted state and Mm -hmm. go into a starvation state. And that's when you're actually going to be worse off. So there will be long, people will do long periods of fasting. There's a lot of anecdotal results from those like seven day fasts, 14 day fasts. And there was a guy who lost 500 pounds or something like that, just literally not eating for a year or whatever it was. Yeah, I've
0: heard this.
1: But I can't imagine that that's healthy. Obviously, we're not health professionals, but on the research that's actually been done, that's actually been peer reviewed, looks like 48 hours is about that cap.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Guys, be sure to avoid excess carbs during the fed state because it will overdrive your fed state and lower the benefits. That's something that I
1: I struggle eat. with. That too. Yeah,
0: I do. I typically stay low on my carbs all the time, but just more recently I've noticed I've been increasing them for no reason at all yeah. other than maybe cravings.
1: You got to be really careful. Sometimes you get into that thought when you're doing intermittent fasting and you're like, Hey, my fast is over. Oh, oh <laughs> exactly.
0: I've been there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. It's a little tricky. Some head games go on and you're like, well, I fasted all day. Now I can just eat a bunch of food. No.
1: Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> replace sure quali- calories. in
0: Yeah. Out. Make sure quality is there. Don't go overboard with carbs and just stay aware. Of, I can of feel it, it.
1: Like when yeah. I eat pizza after Ooh. Colin can be such a bad influence sometimes.
0: Gosh, Colin.
1: No, I remember this time we're going to Picnic, which is a great real food restaurant in the area. But it's right next to a place called Pinehouse Pizza, which has the best pizza I've ever had so he he's like do you want to go get pizza instead and he's asking me and i'm like uh we shouldn't and he's like yeah but it's right God, there
0: that's funny so
1: but then after that's, that pizza, that's where that social yes
0: that social pull happens the social pressure
1: even colin's yeah, not perfect i mean of course we're all
0: humans here yeah he, and we all have this conditioning that has been integrated into our brains
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so he pulls he pulls me in and then when we're done eating that pizza I can just feel it. Yeah, it's not good. I get tired. I I can feel the change in my body. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely when you break that fast, it is not a green light to go ballistic. Totally. Artificial sweeteners. They will stevia and those kind of stevia may not. We don't have enough research on that yet, but things like uh, Splenda and stuff like that engage an insulin response. So even though they have zero calories you will still break your fast if you use those. So don't be sweetening, Don't be drinking diet soda or anything like
0: that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So,
1: So I wanted to go over some of the benefits that have actually been observed in human trials. And when I say that, I mean human trials, scientific journals, there's been a research process behind them an experiment process behind them. These are proven benefits of intermittent fasting. I've linked all of the studies in the show notes. If you want to check them out for yourself and you always should do your own research, but Reduced visceral and subcutaneous fat has been, all of these things have been observed. Reduced uh, basal plasma glucose, reduced basal plasma insulin, reduced basal triglycerides, reduced basal human growth or elevated basal human growth hormone, elevated glucogen and elevated rate of autophagy, a slight increase in total overall metabolism, improved insulin sensitivity, reduced skeletal muscle inflammation, reduced at a pocket I don't know a word I don't know how to pronounce at a inflammation reduced inflammation we'll go with that improved intestinal motility reduced plasma inflammatory cytokines you know what I should have probably read these hepatic. before I put them in here hepatic glycogen depletion improved cognition reduced resting heart rate reduced blood pressure improved fasting lipid profile increased visceral lipolysis wow Okay. All of that has been proven to be correlated with intermittent fasting.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say I believe it. Yeah. yeah right. I'm for this. <gasps>
1: and there's tons of anecdotal evidence right, as well. Right. When you're on intermittent fasting, what's something we haven't talked about that you definitely notice or it definitely happens?
0: I mean, I just sure. feel that my energy is through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good, but also my mental clarity. Better. It's hard to measure that. Like, it is. I don't even know if there's a way you can. I do think that. It's obvious when I have more of a clouded view versus the mental clarity that I experience right. otherwise. And when I'm constantly feeding myself and I'm just constantly eating, I can't say I feel the same.
1: Yep. That's for sure. For me, my appetite is not as big. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't know that they could do a study to test that. I don't eat as much even when I break my fast, as long as I'm not going ballistic. In the beginning, when I first started intermittent fasting, there was a lot of pushing through the hunger. And honestly, a lot of pushing through that hunger is drinking water. Once you drink water, your, your hunger will oh, go away. that's
0: such a biggie for me. Gosh.
1: It, most of the time when your body tells you you're hungry, mm-hmm. it's thirsty because yeah. you're getting a lot of water from the food that you eat anyway. So th- that definitely happens. I definitely get more work done. I definitely yeah. sleep better. Mm-hmm. And there's it's some of this maybe placebo effect. I don't know. I just feel it almost feels like I've taken a medicine. Yeah. during the fasting period that makes me just better.
0: Yeah, I think fasting in its own way is sort of a medicine for us. Yeah,
1: We've talked a lot about fast. We talked a lot about fasting, the benefits, the reasons it works. Jamie, what are some action items? What are some really specific ways that the audience can test out fasting and see if it might be right for them.
0: Yeah, I just think some um, easy, simple, actionable things that you guys can do is give it a shot. Try fasting for a day. See if you can handle the hunger. What I've noticed is that hunger is usually related to water, as Brent mentioned, and it will go away very easily if you drink. You can also use an app to try your fasting sessions. We use one called Vora on Android, and there's one called Zero on Apple. So there are many resources out there for you guys to track and kind of just get better in touch with what's going on and yeah, they're keep, they're pretty keep, easy. A hold on it, yeah.
1: Basically, the way the app works is the second you're done eating, you press button and it go. will give you a notification. Love 16 it. hours later, you set your fast. And again, I'm only using the one on Android, the Vora one, because everybody I know, everybody else uses Apple, but it has all kinds of charts and all kinds of cool stuff, and it really helps. If I don't use that, there's a chance that I either don't remember the last time I ate. Or I might be like, oh yeah, I'm, my fast is over, but it's not like I, I'm kind of guessing and it ends up being too early. I would also recommend keeping a journal. So for the, for just for the first Good. couple of times you try it, write down your experiences, those anecdotal things that we just said, when we feel like superhuman on it, see if it applies to you. And then if you do that for a couple of days, it's the easiest, I don't want to call it a diet, but it's the easiest yeah. lifestyle change you can make. All you have to mm-hmm. do is keep track of the time of day. It will help you. I think we've done intermittent fasting justice. If you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to us at info at wildfoods.co.
0: Yeah. And if you would be so kind, go ahead and leave us a review, a five-star review that is. We would be... (laughs) Somebody didn't get that memo. We would be so grateful for y'all.
1: Yeah. The reviews are really helpful, especially for a new podcast. Absolutely. It really makes it better, helps us get our message out there to a lot more people. So we do love the reviews. Honestly, you know what? If you've hate us so much you want to give us a bad one at least we like that you're a hater (laughs) all right thanks for joining the show i played that i played the outro a little bit too early so i'm gonna i'm gonna just start it again thank
0: you guys and we'll see you on the next episode uh follow us on instagram wild foods co and we are just so excited to have y'all a part of this community
1: yep marcy will be back i swear she
0: will (laughs) bye guys thank you